Welcome, all you beautiful souls. We are Kat and Ash of Empathetic Villains, and we are here to share our personal thoughts and opinions about our healing journeys and what we've learned along the way. An extra spooky side quest. Spooky side quest. Um, I think it's been a little bit. Yes? (laughs) How many times has your mom asked you, did I miss an episode? (laughs) Oh my gosh. It's been a it's been a crazy couple weeks. So, we're getting back to it. We're recording two tonight for you. So, um today's going to be like the one we're doing right now is going to be like a spooky ode spooky to most of October when we wanted to do fun spooky stuff on here. And then back to our regular scheduled programming on our episode later. We try. <laughs> I mean, kind of. Better late than never. So, what's happened since last time? You came with us to our favorite fall activity. Yes, that was pretty. Lights. I like sparkles. I'll take the um, Taylor Swift quote um, sparkles are my favorite color. <laughs> I love that place so much i would go like a zillion times that's my favorite fall activity um it's set back in one of the camps like girl scout camps around here and um they do like the whole forest all lit up in different carved pumpkins and like twinkle lights and fairy lights and you take this little hike through the woods and it's just a cool fall activity we love doing so my happy with this year. My happy mermaid brain with the hanging jellyfish was my favorite. It's so cute. They do they do such a good job. And I feel like it's only been, I don't know, like five years or something that they've been doing it. And we must have somehow heard about it the very first year because we went and I was like, this is how did not more people go to this? This is so cute. And then Someone's that's been, been- our favorite fall activity since then we make sure we buy tickets really early and yeah we love it someone from work was um actually talking about it after we had got like after that weekend he was explaining it to me I'm like I was just there (laughs) (laughs) it's cute and then they're like they've added on every year like um the first year I don't remember them having food or anything at the end but now there's like little shopping stalls and you can get hot cider and hot cocoa afterwards and kettle corn and haunted candies cam would call it and I like haunted candies <laughs> what did we talk him into McDonald's. we were like no if you don't get cotton candy did we give them ice cream i think we got them ice cream we right to, you, yeah well we went he was happy going to mcdonald's and then we went to call this <laughs> that's right oh my gosh so those are all very Wisconsin things. Bad, uh, bad Auntie Kathy reminded him that he wanted cotton candy. <laughs> yeah. Let me teach you how to parent. It's just about pretending you forgot things. <laughs> he was so excited about it. <laughs> Which I don't care if he has it, but like, boys are gross and so are kids in general and like i he will get it everywhere he has still not mastered the art of eating cotton Um, candy there's certain men i know that haven't mastered the art of eating in general (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> Mouth noises. Mouth noises. <laughs> oh, well. Oh, well. So, what are we going to do? Oh, am I going first? So, we're bringing you our home state um, haunted stories. So, I found the Fister Hotel in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Little background on it. Um, it was built to be a grand hotel, or I'm sorry, the grand hotel of the West. Um, and it comes together, three rivers come together in Milwaukee um, that converge into Lake Michigan. So it's like the Milwaukee River, the Menominee River, and the Kinnikinick River. So when they um, set up Milwaukee, it started out as like a small trading outpost. And then this grew from that. Why have I lived here my whole life and I like never knew any of this stuff? I think, oh, so we did do an architectural tour in grade school. Oh, you didn't go to the same grade school as me. Uh, but I feel like you guys would have gone. That was like one of the cool things that we did. And we walked around like Milwaukee. Um, I mean, when it's when it was safe. <laughs> it's very possible that I did know all this at one point in time and it just doesn't exist in my brain anymore. I feel like the only reason I remember a lot of things is because my dad only went on like the field trips that he liked. Like he wanted, like he went to that one and he went to Old World, Wisconsin with us. Um, and he takes a lot of pictures. So I think the reason I retain so much is because we like, and my grandpa took a lot of pictures and my grandma had a lot of like video of us all doing stuff and like we would watch it. So I think that's why I retain probably more than most people because we just had a lot of documentation, I guess. Anyway. I remember nothing. <laughs> Back to the fist. Back to the fister. Um, lost my spot. So sorry, my bad. Side quest. It's fine. So anyways, so um, this guy, I think it was Charles Fister. I don't. I wrote down something else, but I don't remember that guy's name. If you want facts and accuracy, you come Look back to up. our podcast. Google. You no, you listen to us. We know everything about everything. <laughs> we got this. Listen. This don't guy had this anything. dream <laughs> and he wanted to make this the grandest hotel of the time. And unfortunately, after the plans were all made, he had a heart attack or he suffered. It said he suffered a stroke. Might have been a heart attack. I don't know. Anyways, he died. And his children um, took over the his dream and made his dream a reality and built this big hotel. Um, and in the, in that time, I think it was like millions of dollars. And in that time, I mean a million dollars. That's a lot, a lot of money back then. I mean, it's a lot of money now, but it's, it was even a lot of money back then. And anyways, this is the first hotel that had electricity, fireproofing, 
Um, each guest room had its own thermostat control. Uh, they had glass ceilings. Um, fancy schmancy. It was super fancy. And um, so, I mean, it hasn't had the best of luck because like four, four months after it, um, after it's like grand opening, the stock market crashed. So that Are was fun calling- for that. <laughs> Are we calling his heart attack bad luck because of this? I don't, but I don't think he was like on site when that happened. So I don't know. Some people say that there's a um, Indian, um, Native American, sorry, graveyard um, around. But some people that did research were like, well, if you line up the maps, it doesn't really add up. It's like five miles away. So who knows? <laughs> who knows? And to this day, the Fister will claim that it's not haunted. So you don't even ask them because they will deny everything and they will ignore you. But um, so one cool thing was in 1899, President McKinley and his cabinet um, decided that that was like the hotel to stay at. So every time he came to town, that's where he stayed. And ever since that um, that time, every single president has stayed there. So that oh. was pretty cool, right? I mean, president's 45 minutes away from us at all times. That's a fun fact. Right? Um, I'm trying to trying to read through my notes here i mean i researched this two weeks ago (laughs) my bad (laughs) it's fine so um one of the first gms that they had there rosemary steinfest i think was her name um she was the first female gm and under her um rule she decided um that all, all um MBL players um major league baseball players um visiting teams were going to stay did at the hotel see, did you see a blank look in my eyes when <laughs> yes yep i was getting there yes so all so so when the Milwaukee Brewers play someone the that team stays at the Fister <laughs> got it while they're supposed to stay at the Fister got it sports team so people don't know if it's because um like baseball players like talk or whatever that these stories are coming out more because they're giving it traction. I'm sure other people have it experiences, but because the Fister doesn't claim to be haunted, like like the Stanley in Colorado, like they embrace their haunted history and they um give the history and stuff of it the fister wants none of that they're a grand hotel don't look at them (laughs) (laughs) that's because we already got enough stupid crap going on here (laughs) they're like i don't know what you're talking about go sit in your room and be quiet (laughs) we already got enough serial killers to our name we don't need any more attention they want none of it uh another fun fact before i get into my stories is um there's two large lions in the entryway when you walk in, and they have names. They do? Have they you ever been here, by the way? 
I have not. It's on my list of places to go. I haven't either. Not rich enough to go to the Fister. I'm uh, so sorry. You're lions. You're named lions. Lions, yes. So the lions are named Dick and Harry. Stop it. It's so cute. Okay, moving on to my story. So why is it haunted, you may ask? Well, no one really knows. Again, because everything's hush hush. But because um, I'm haunted. <laughs> some say it is Charles Fister walking around, admiring um, his hotel that was built for him, his dream coming true. But, you know, I mean, other things could have happened there. It's The hotel's been around for so long. It's been renovated. I think they said there's two towers on the back. Um, ben Marcus, I believe the movie theater operator. I believe he's the one that owns all the Marcus theaters. I'm guessing. Oh. He, um, they own it to this day, the Marcus family. Um, and they expanded the hotel um, to a 23-story guest room tower off the back. So that was new. Um, and then, like, they've had a few different um, lounges built and um, just different different remodeling things to keep up with the times. Um, but they did restore the hotel back to its former glory in 1993. Um, so only, I think the only original marble that was left, though, was the fireplaces. I love when they restore everything back to its glory days. Yeah, I they did that to the Pabst Mansion. Well, they are doing that to the Pabst Mansion. And it's like... It's so cool. You're literally walking through time. I I think it's so cool. It is cool. So, you, you know, it has 82 suites with a wet bar and sitting rooms. 82! Yeah. And that's not it. They have 307 standard rooms. What? Yeah. So, if you want to go meet a baseball player... You, I mean, the chances are not very high, I feel like, because if <laughs> then there's that many. But, like, if you're driving down there, I feel like, I don't feel like it's that big when you're looking at it. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. I would agree with that. I don't know. Apparently, they have really good restaurants um, there, if we need to check it out someday. Um the Travel Channel did name it the creepiest place in Wisconsin, though. For a place that's not haunted, um, the Travel Channel deemed it the creepiest <laughs> the, place. The Travel Channel said, uh, you lying. <laughs> <laughs> so a few ghost sightings was um, Charles Fister's apparition appears as a portly man um seems to be good natured and he likes to hang out in the grand um staircase so he can watch over the lobby and you know just observe as any manager owner would do i feel like <laughs> i, I feel like it. he likes to greet the greet the guests right greet the guests right <laughs> see what's going um, on and, he, and and apparently he likes to stroll the um gallery above the ballroom 
And he's also seen on the ninth floor. So if we stay, we might have to stay on the ninth floor. I feel like you're hinting towards the fact that you and I need to go stay down there one well, night. Obviously. Hit, hit up our Venmo. <laughs> <laughs> if you would like us to do a live podcast from the Fister Hotel. We'll stay and you up would all like night. Ashley to cry the entire time and no, but he's good natured, and apparently he's been heard with his dog walking down the hallways. So, so you're saying if we stay there, I could see a dog in the hall? Yeah, I'm in. Better? I mean, zero. Come on, <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> so some accounts of this haunting. Um, so visiting baseball teams i won't say mlb again sorry i knew what it was after a second you said it and i was like hey, and then it clicked it clicked i'm not as dumb as i look about sports <laughs> so we all know that well maybe we don't all know baseball players of all the sports seem to be a little more superstitious than most can we agree to agree on that? <laughs> sure. I'll agree to agree with you. I mean, I feel like they're very superstitious people. Not that I know a lot of baseball players. <laughs> Again, if you're not, feel free to hit me up. <laughs> I will talk to you all day. <laughs> Is Craig Council married? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so, they... <laughs> um. The San Francisco Giants in 2010 were staying there, and two of the starters, I don't remember if they shared a room, I don't know, but they claim that Charles haunted them two nights in a row so bad that they had to relocate to a different hotel down the street. Oh, dang! (laughs) And they feel like Some of these stories, I feel like, you know, if you say something to the hotel staff and they just get you a new room right away, you know that they know, right? Right. (laughs) (laughs) They have to know. Uh, In 2018, St. Louis Cardinals, several of the coaches and players ended up in the same room after all experiencing paranormal activity. You guys, I'm not even going to try pronouncing these guys' names because I just can't. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't want them yelling at me. <laughs> they carry around bats, all right? <laughs> so one of the guys told another guy, if you want to know their names, just Google it because they're all over. <laughs> ESPN did a whole thing on it. Uh, <laughs> said he saw um an apparition in his room and then they posted a video of them all in one room and said that they're gonna have they'll fight together if they if anything else starts haunting them so they all just like five of them share a bed (laughs) they didn't sleep i don't think which is is that the uh plan from the brewers like hey you have to stay in a haunted hotel so we can I don't think it's working in their favor. Strategic. (laughs) We're going to make sure they get no sleep. They're going to get the heck haunted out of them. (laughs) 
I mean, maybe Mr. Fister enjoyed baseball and he's rooting for his home team. Like, I'm going to keep these guys up because <laughs> you never know, right? <laughs> so, um, Germa- Germaine Troy, that one I have. Troy, Troy. So this is his encounter is he felt a spirit in his bed. Um, so he felt it come lay like next to him. And he was like, um, on the other side, he could feel like a breath. Like it felt like it was like trying to hug him, I think. And then um the ghost is just lonely, bro. Right? And What's then to cuddle with? <laughs> he just wanted to hug. And then I think it's Brandon Phillips had an encounter where um, he was in the shower and he heard the radio turn on by itself, but it wasn't like a radio radio. It was like his iPod. Like, and if you know anything about an iPod, you know that they just don't turn on by themselves. <laughs> they don't even turn on when you want them to turn on. Correct. You have to fight with those things. Anyways, he thought he heard voices and then the radio turned on. And then he turned it off, and again, it turned on by itself again. So there was there. Carlos Gomez heard voices when he got out of the shower. Oh, that was that one. Sorry. I mixed them up. It's okay. We forgive you. And some of these guys, like, I think there was one, it was, like, adamant that he's not in the ghosts he doesn't believe in any of this stuff but um he swears that he had an encounter (laughs) like he's like i'm not making this up this happened um so one of the sports illustrated ones was so the tv turned on in the room um it turned on and off on and off there was knocking on the door when he went to the door no one was there um and he was awakened from a deep sleep with pounding on the headboard. He was so afraid he only slept two hours of the three nights that he stayed. And he had to sleep with a baseball bat um, in, in his bed with him. That was Adrian Bellany. Bel- Bel- I feel like after the first night I'm moving hotels, I'm not staying another two nights. Right, but good on him for sticking it out with his team. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> Michael Young told ESPN Magazine that he heard stomping footsteps while he was laying in bed um, inside his room. Knowing the door was locked, he told the ghost to come in and have a seat. Make yourself at home, but do not wake me up. The girl, the ghost was quiet all night after that. So, see, just tell them they can hang out with you, but just let me sleep and it's fine. He's now, just I, lonely, man. So, some of the um, staff under the, under the rug do say that also the second floor is haunted. So you might have luck on the ninth or second floor. Um, here's a good one. Bryce Harper in 2012 told ESPN Magazine 
that he laid his clothes at the end of the bed stool. So, like, you know how you have those? It's not a credenza. What's it called? Um, those little benches at the end of. I'm not fancy enough to have a bench at the end of my bed. But anyways, he had one of those um, in his hotel room. And he set his clothes there. So when he woke up, he would have them all laid out. When he woke up, his clothes were on the floor. And that little bench thing was at the other end of the room against the wall. <laughs> he thought his no. teammates were pranking him. Because why else would that have happened? Unless you're sleepwalking. <laughs> he immediately changed his room. <laughs> Smart man. CJ Wilson was on the computer and the lights started flickering. He was upset that his cute computer might die and lights were like shutting on and off. The TV shut on and off. Um, it sounds like the light turned back on, but the light by the door shut off. <laughs> 30 minutes later, he heard scratching on the wall. He thought there was an animal in the wall. <laughs> No, thank you. <laughs> the rest of the team met up later and compared stories. One teammate got locked in the bathroom and had to have the staff come get him out. And then <laughs> one guy is taking a shower and the lights turned off. So either the fister has terrible electricity and a squirrel <laughs> problem. <laughs> <laughs> or, or you know some something might be happening <laughs> all I, I love it i love it it's it's no white lady walking around but i mean charles fister annoying other baseball team. and i wonder if it only happens to the baseball teams or if like other guests like he picks on other guests too i just would be curious to know i mean that's i yeah i didn't even know i know like i knew people said the fister was haunted but i didn't know all of it or a lot of it was baseball teams and stuff so that's super interesting well i, I don't know if it's just like the popularity like they're just saying this stuff and people are listening because they are celebrities um and like other people's stories just might not be as well known like i feel like this like the stanley the popularity is like if somebody starts talking about it, they're like oh yeah i heard this or i heard that because it is embraced by them and the public and it's what it's yeah. known for um so it's funny that the Fister denies being haunted and doesn't want to talk about it or let um, crews in or anything to talk about it. So maybe that they like because they're hush hush about it. People think that they can't talk about it. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I Super interesting. interesting. <laughs> right. <laughs> wow. So, you're welcome. <laughs> Well, um, I had purchased this book when I was out of town a couple weekends ago called Ghostly Tales of Wisconsin. And I thought it was going to be more of like a history lesson type thing, like Kathy's 
beautiful little spiel we just went through. Chaos. <laughs> I don't think it is like that at all. It looks like it is more like a store, a quick story. So we're going to read like one of those. Two minute scary stories. What? It's not like that book, Two Minute Scary Story. <laughs> I mean, it might only take me, like, this is three pages long. So we're just going to read one of the stories out of here. So it's called Ghostly Tales of Wisconsin. And it's by Ryan Jacobson. I bought this for my husband because he loves creepy stuff. And, like, I'm sure we'll talk about more haunted Wisconsin things. But there's, just like even in our area, you know, in our county, there's so much that... We're rich in gangsters, yo. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's so much creepy stuff in Wisconsin. It's crazy. Roaring 20s and Prohibition got everyone. We got a lot of um, Al Capone uh, stories around Wisconsin. So, Yeah, didn't he used to go to Heaven City? I don't. I don't know. There's a lot of different some of the gangsters I thought had like, I feel like he owned around and went and hit around. We'll have to go more in depth later. It was uh, sneaky speakeasies Milwaukee. <laughs> All right, the one we're going to read real quick is The Woman in White. Ooh. So Anna Hurley knew the history of her family's house. The 15-year-old girl had watched it being built as an old hayfield outside the central Wisconsin town of Stratford. So why, then, did she see what she had seen? It was the spring of 2000 and her brothers were gone to college. The house was empty except for her mother and herself, but one of the vacant bedrooms troubled the girl. Located at the base of an open stairway, the room often drew the attention of Anna's dog. Ooh, dogs. <laughs> oh, dog dog okay. <laughs> <laughs> the tiny pooch could be seen sitting before the door, barking into the room. Plus the walls were made plus the walls made strange noises as if they were bending. Oh. Anna could not walk past the mysterious bedroom without getting a paranoid feeling, so she made it a habit of keeping the door to the room closed. Smart. Been there, girl. Smart. <laughs> Smart. That's you a the plus for base, Anna. <laughs> basement doors, you keep them closed. There's yeah. Just, there's things. People who have open basements. Monsters. <laughs> Reaps. <laughs> um, let's see here. It just all good. Every day when she returned home from school, Anna would find the door open again. Uh, oh, no. Creepy, get me out of here. Goodbye. You don't touch my doors. <laughs> no, thank you. After one particularly grueling day of learning, the teenager took a nap on the living room couch. Thump, the noise awakened Anna. She lifted her head. Mom? The girl's mother was not the source of the sound. Instead, Anna's eyes widened as she spied the figure of a young woman in a flowing white misty dress ma'am you're in the wrong house (laughs) ma'am you do not live here (laughs) mom (laughs) (sighs) let's see she was hovering before the bedroom door the specter turned and looked at the girl and then suddenly disappeared oh as Anna later described the moment it was as if the spirit had been sucked into the bedroom (laughs) Petrified, Hannah refused to believe what she had seen. 
She chose not to tell a soul. The <laughs> heck if I'm not telling anyone. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Within months, for unrelated reasons, Anna's mother decided to move the two of them into town. However, as they packed and made preparations to sell the house, the teenage girl's unease grew. She sensed that the ghost was irritated, even annoyed, that they were leaving. I mean, she's lonely. See, ghosts just lonely. They're just lonely. They just want a friend, man. Want <laughs> a friend. Nothing came of those feelings, though, until Anna's final night in that house. It was October, and the place was empty. Anna had been granted permission to have two friends spend the night camping in sleeping bags on the living room floor. So she didn't tell her friends that her house was haunted? Because, bro, bye. <laughs> Uncool if she didn't. I'm telling you straight up, uncool. <laughs> I would not be happy if I was at a sleepover laying on someone's hard living room floor in a sleeping bag and then you tell me it's haunted here. No, mm-hmm. you want to be in a comfy bed while Charles Bister strokes your hair. <laughs> in, in a luxury hotel. <laughs> as long as I'm being pampered, go ahead and haunt yep, me. Do whatever you got to do, man. Oh, my gosh. Uh, As far as Anna knew, the night was otherwise unremarkable. But the next morning, one of her friends told quite a tale. Anna, something weird happened last night. The girl gave her friend a puzzled look. Really? What do you mean? I don't know how to say this without sounding crazy, the friend explained. But, well, never mind. Tell me, pleaded Anna. Sounds like you. that she knew what her friend was unwilling to share. Well, something woke me up last night, a noise, and I think I saw a ghost, a woman dressed in white. Uh. Nope. Anna's friend also went on to say that the specter had walked upstairs and disappeared in a fashion similar to what Anna witnessed seven months earlier. Does your mom wear white nightgowns? (laughs) Like, how come ghosts only are ever in white nightgowns, though? Why are ghosts only ever old timey? Old timey? Yeah. Like, do you just get stuck somewhere for like two hundred years, and then then that's when you become a ghost? Um, in my opinion, in my spiritual divin divinness, um, I feel like the old timey ghosts are stuck because. In that time period, they didn't know a lot of spirituality, so they just thought that you either went to heaven or hell and that was it. Or like if you died very suddenly, I don't think that maybe they were educated and open to how we are, that maybe they're they just don't know any better whereas like moving up into what was it the victorian times i was listening to something the victorian times were all about like death and specters and opening doorways and seances i think that opened more of a spiritual path where people are like oh well maybe ghosts are real so maybe if i die i do go somewhere so i think Mm. as we evolve so does our spirituality so 
when we do pass, I think we're at that energy level where maybe we don't get stuck. And if we do get stuck, I think people that do experience that type of stuff, it's not so much the, um, like the apparitions of people of our time. It's more of the feeling of their energy. Mm. Um, and like the electrical stuff not i think the apparitions are more old-timey interesting that's just my opinion because i'm not a ghost expert and (laughs) (laughs) i've not seen an apparition in my person (laughs) and if she's gonna see one please i don't want to be with her thank you so much you can experience that on your own man with me (laughs) no you Finish your story. I'm sorry. I did. <laughs> it's okay. No, that was very fascinating, actually. Um, because, like, seriously, though, when you think of people talking about, like, hauntings and ghosts and seeing things, like, it's always an old-timey person. Right. And so that's that's fascinating. And also, fascinating. I feel like a lot of tragedy, ha- like, not that tragedy hasn't happened in our lifetime. No, but they used to die so much younger and... Right, and it's very, I mean, think of the thousands of people that died during the wars Mm -hmm. and how the East Coast is just riddled with all spiritual, like, um, haunted history and all that stuff. So I think places like that um, are, like, supernatural like grounds where that energy is just stuck and because you're putting so like you're reliving that history all the time I Mm -hmm. think it's easier for them to as a spirit stay there and be like yeah this is this is where I belong nobody's telling them all hey you can go into the light now (laughs) (laughs) like no stay here so we can see you (laughs) okay sorry interesting interesting uh all right we're almost done with our story here if kathy Um, the identical report was enough to convince anna that she had seen an apparition so at last she revealed her own experience to her two friends in the years since the hurleys moved out no ghostly encounters have been reported but for anna the spirit that visited her old house opened the girl's mind to a belief in the paranormal so um, that was just our fun little story out of anticlimactic. This, yeah, that was this was not what I was expecting the book to be, but now you got that haunted little ghost story, um, which was not nearly as good as Kathy's lovely put together researched Mr. Um, Charles Fister <laughs> and all of his baseball players. <laughs> so that is our spookiness for tonight. I'm sure we'll talk more about spooky wisconsin things we can talk about the rave at some point and how that's haunted maybe andy can come on and talk about the rave he he loves talking about that um and yeah i don't know i really like spooky stuff and so does kathy so i'm sure we'll do more spooky stuff soon spooky because it's spooky season all the time in my mind Uh, it's halloween in my soul that's what i'm saying man (laughs) No, what did she say? It's always Halloween in my soul. <laughs> I love that little girl. It's freaking bats. I love Halloween. <laughs> I love Halloween. 
So anywho, plus I need to like do a whole episode on the Winchester Mystery House, which is my obsession and all the information on that. And maybe Kathy will tell you about the ghost face she saw at Stanley. No, thank you. Okay, bye. <laughs> not seeing an apparition in person, but I caught one on camera. Okay. I have to sleep at some point tonight. So anyway, We're nowhere near Colorado. You're fine. <laughs> and I already told you about the ghosts in your house. So you're fine. <laughs> They're not really ghosts. <laughs> Here it's like it. to pick on Ashley. It's it's fine. Everything's fine. It's just my lights all the time. Like please <laughs> leave my lights alone. It's spooky season in your house all, your all the time. All the time. <laughs> oh boy. All right. Well, I think that does it for this spooky edition of the podcast. Now we must go off into. We must journey. We must journey into doing another podcast after this. So so we wish you all support of Healing Journey. And thank you for joining us along for the ride. Because healing ain't easy. No, it ain't. See you later. Okay, bye. Bye.